Hey Spurs fans, welcome to the pilot episode of Spurs 82 Plus. Um, this is a Spurs-centric basketball podcast where we will have one podcast for every game of the regular season and however long we go through the playoffs. I'm CJ, and joining me are my brothers, my twin brother TJ. Hey guys. And our older brother JD. How's it going everyone? Yeah, we're all initials. Blame our mom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're a Spurs-centric podcast. Um, there are some other good Spurs podcasts out there, but they're all very short. Like, there's um, Black and White Basketball, who they're really good, but they're only 15 minutes, which is great for them yes. and great for that style. But we're more fans of the long-form style, so this will be at least an hour. Probably not longer than an no, hour No, it's not going to be an hour long. can't talk about basketball that long, can you? I don't know. Depends on how big the news week is. That's also true, but bear in mind, I mean, if we're going to be doing every single game, I mean, these episodes are going to get short. No, an hour maximum is what we like to say. Yeah, really. The point is we're not putting a time cap on it, so if it takes an hour and a half, well, it's going to be an hour and a half. But if it only takes half an hour, then like like TJ said, it's a a slow news week. Like I said, we're a Spurs-centric podcast, so that means everything we talk about will have a Spurs lens. Obviously, because they're in the NBA, whenever there's huge NBA news— we have to talk about it. We have of to course. talk about LeBron and how the Warriors are going to completely sweep the league. No, they aren't. But we have to talk about all that stuff. But we're going to talk about it from a Spurs fan's perspective and a Spurs lens. How does this affect the team? How does this affect our chances? That kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's the kind of tone we're going for. You know, if you like us, keep going. This is very much a work in progress. So we're kind of learning as we go along. So apologies in advance for the growing pains. Full disclaimer. Uh, we tend to be more optimistic when it comes to Spurs fans. I mean, I've seen a lot of people go, oh man, we can't beat the Warriors. We do not fall into that camp. We, no, not we, at all. We fall into the camp that, until proven otherwise, the Spurs are championship contenders. The reason we say that is not because we truly believe, due to our homo instincts, that the Spurs are always the best and no one can tell us otherwise. No, no, we know sometimes that the Spurs are not always the best. But it's more of that... The organization has been won so well, and the players have played so well over the past 21 years. It's as simple as you vote against the Spurs at your own peril. Exactly. Yeah, so because of that, we might say things that you might go, well, that's a little uh, optimistic or homerish of you, and to that we say, yeah. For example, we don't actually think the power contract is that bad. Okay, no, that's crazy, (laughs) because while I agree with that statement, even for Spurs fans, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, just I a know, bit. I know, I know. Just it, it's a bit. it's more of it's not at so much a oh man, Powell's so great. No, it's more of what did you expect? We're paying him the same amount of money that we paid him last year. Sure, it's for three more years, and I get that he's getting older and he's gonna continue to drop off, but he's still contributing the same amount that he did last year, and you're getting exactly what I knew we were gonna get. Yeah, let's actually keep talking that for just a little bit because, you know, this is the first episode. We got to talk about the the preseason, then the opening game that just happened last night, and then we can talk about uh, the next upcoming game because that's kind of the format we want to do. Some background information, the previous game, the upcoming game, and then in between we might throw any NBA news in there as well. So talking about the preseason, like you said, that Pal Gasol deal, I actually don't think that's as bad as most people think it is specifically because of the advances in sports medicine. We are going to see a lot more people having Tim Duncan-style longevity just because sports medicine has advanced to a point where stuff that would have been crazier and harder to deal with injury-wise and other kind Mm -hmm. of things like that are no longer having the same impact because we have better techniques and rehabilitation programs. Right, and this is a thing that's going on across all of sports and entertainment. This is not unique to just the NBA. This is something that... You can see in something as outlandish as professional wrestling, which is about as physical as you're going to get in terms of performance sport type event. Oh, yeah. And AJ Styles, bro. Well, beyond even him. Even UFC and combat sports and NFL. Yes. NFL is kind of the one that's getting hit a little more just because of the whole concussion thing. Right. Yeah. And that has more to do with just the fact that on top of that, football traditionally has a, a bit of a shelf life depending on the actual position you play. But yeah. you make so much money even as just a third string that you don't need to play that long. Yeah. Right. Because in the NBA, unless you're a huge star, you usually need a longer career just to 
get that bank back because a lot of players they get in the league they get, see those big contracts and they spend a ton of money up front and then they realize whoa i don't have too much left of career i've got to start you know yeah saving but up. good role players in the nba tend to actually have longer careers than the stars i've noticed like robert Horry, mm-hmm. Horry, he, he played for what three different teams and won championships with those teams what well, more than three but won championships with three different teams over the span of what 15 years and pretty much what he was known for was just cruising until the fourth quarter and making a big shot at the end. <laughs> right. So, role players tend to have longer careers. I mean, look at Jamal Crawford, the eternal sixth man for like de- a decade. No, that's a good point because they don't have as many minutes, so they get their <laughs> miles extend longer. That's usually why they do. But getting back to what I'm saying, the Pau Gasol deal, I don't think it's as bad just because I think he's going to have a longer career than most people expect him to. No, I definitely agree with that. The thing about the Pau Gasol deal is that it's it's combination of locking him down, but also the big thing is that they, they know that the league is changing towards that small ball format. And as a result, you still need your... Even though there's going to be less and less of the bigs going forward, you still need to have that lineup here and there for those teams that really struggle with being able to maximize your value in your small ball. And honestly, Powell has been a very, very, very good asset whenever we've had to deal with that. Oh, no doubt. And I think a lot of people think we're still going to play him as a traditional center. When no. He's been a three-point specialist since... He started coming off the bench last exactly. year. You mean since he since he broke his hand against Kyle Anderson? Since he broke his hand against Kyle Anderson last year. Accidentally, season. the best thing that Kyle Anderson ever did, and I love Kyle Anderson. Oh, and yeah. We'll get to him later. So the way we're playing him is a lot better, a lot smarter, and he's proven that he's capable of that. Yeah, he can be a little weak on defense when we when other teams go small, but that's why we got guys like Rudy Gay, so that when we go when they go small, we can go small too. Let's talk about that Rudy Gay deal. We will as soon as I say this last word, which is all that is to say, not that the Palgasol deal is good. Because believe me, if we could have spent less, I would have taken less. Uh-huh. Just that it's not going to kill our chances either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay, man. Dude, I love Rudy Gay. I've loved him since he showed up on the Starters after the Achilles because the Starters had him on their show and he was talking about how he really wants to get back and really wants to work. And from that interview, I could just tell, man, if I, I legitimately turned to TJ when we were watching and I said, I wish we didn't. I wish we needed another small forward because I would love to have him on our team. Because I was assuming at the time that Jonathan Simmons was going to stay, Kyle Anderson was going to improve, and that's like we already have Kawhi. We don't need four, you know, small forwards. I didn't think Pop would go small. Right. I didn't think there was a need to. Yeah, and I agreed with you when we saw that. But what we didn't take into account was that one, we wouldn't keep Simmons. Instead, we would actually get Rudy Gay, and two. Kyle Anderson, again, who we'll get to later, is instead, from what I've seen, actually playing more of a small ball powerful role, which is yeah. really good. because It is working, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But no, here's here's the big thing about Rudy Gay. <coughs> he is by far the low-key discount of the offseason. That's only low-key to people who don't pay attention to Rudy Gay and the mm-hmm. Spurs. Because no doubt. everyone who actually thinks about that deal knows that he's getting woefully underpaid. He could have stayed with the Kings and gotten like three times, no, not three times, like twice the amount of money because I think we're paying him eight and he would have gotten 16. Right, yeah. Something like that. So, but he wanted to win. He was kind of sick of being on the Kings or what they call basketball hell. Well, not only that, he was sick of being known as an empty stat guy and was sick of basically playing his butt off in the regular season, never getting very deep into the playoffs and not being able to even get close, anywhere close to a championship. He wants to win a chip. And he's got the right attitude. He doesn't give up. He listens to the to the coaches. He bought into mm-hmm. the system. We'll talk about more about that when we get to the game. Spoilers, right. he did well. He did. Um, yeah. Let's see what else happened. We got rid of Simmons and uh, Dwayne Dedman. And while I will miss them, Honestly, they weren't that important. Yeah, like like mm-hmm. Deadmond, everyone's talked to death about how he had what what do we call what did they call it? Um te- not temperance. Uh he had a temperament uh, issue. Yeah, temp that's what it is. Temperament no issue. Doubt. 
and really his and his attitude i guess didn't jive well with pop which is mm-hmm. pretty much the ultimate uh reason why they probably See, well, yeah, it's the him. kiss of death on yeah, this team that's unfortunately just the way role player roulette goes sometimes you get guys like david lee or uh steve kerr you know guys who they can jump from team to team and they'll do well in any system because they're just true team players right then except you, for cool with the jailblazers yeah, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> but then you get guys like Dwayne Dedman, like Steven Jackson, or even uh, who was the one I was thinking of? Shoot, I can't remember. the Robert Ory. There we go. Guys who, they're <laughs> great at what they do, but they have a little bit of an ego. In Ory's case, kind of justified when you count the rings and you consider that he was probably one of the most clutch players in the game i would argue that he probably is one of if not the greatest role player of all time because of that and to be fair to stephen jackson he was vital to the o3 championship oh, no doubt no, don't i don't want anyone to take these comments as if i'm saying mm-hmm. this guy sucks or that guy sucks i'm just calling it like it is it, yeah Wayne deadman was great for us but he wasn't so good that he earns the ego you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't think it was so much as he had an ego but more of he Wanted it, to play a certain way, and Pop didn't like that. It was the way, way so. that he carried himself as well. That's the thing about it. Like the the way that he would play, and the way that he carried himself on the court, and his inability to kind of just keep it together. <laughs> I think that was what really set off Pop because so he got himself. Yeah, he got himself in in trouble multiple times last season. Yeah. on the court, and Pop doesn't stand for that. Yeah, and when when he was competing with minutes with guys like David Lee and Pal Gasol, exactly. Who, David Lee was great for us. Even Davis a little Davis bit. Davis were turns. He w- it was his rookie year, so you know he had an adjustment period. Yeah, and then, it's just hard to justify keeping him around when you have that roster, and especially since we were looking to get some major upgrades this offseason. Not to mention because we were going small. Yeah, exactly. Which goes back into the guys we kept. We kept Kyle Anderson. We kept Bryn Forbes. We kept Davis. We we kept Davis. These are guys. Bryn Forbes. He's a point guard, but he's Got a great stroke. Watching summer league, watching preseason, I can't wait to see this guy get not just garbage time minutes, but some really good minutes against teams like the Bulls coming up soon, or like the Magic. You well, know, the- I'm not sure if we'll see him at the Magic, depending on how. Well, we might if the starters put them down early. Right, but we'll definitely see him against guys like the Suns and the Nets. Definitely teams who are honestly going to be bad. Teams that will be our games to lose. But we'll see some good stuff from him. I'm so sure about it. I'm so glad we kept him. He really earned his spot. Yeah. Um. To get back to one of the other guys that we didn't keep that we mentioned, Jonathan Simmons. Like, I understand what you mean by he pro- isn't as a lot of people really propped him up because of his performances mm-hmm. in the playoffs. He's a great and, player. And, y'all know he's a great player. I wish no him doubt. nothing but the best in Orlando. I really hope it works out. And so far, I think it's been working out. I I don't know how well we did in the first. Uh, game of the season, but I know he did well in preseason, so it seems like it's working out for him, and I hope that he continues to do well. And absolutely, he definitely is friends with still with the um, Spurs roster. So I think the reason we didn't really keep him not wasn't his attitude. I just think that his style of play just didn't really fit. Yeah, with it was more we of a personnel wa- issue because more, of the pivot of the strategy. I think. Yeah, it was more of a we were going to go into this directional style of play, which is more of a shooting and unfortunately that was his weakest point the other thing is i don't think we wanted to pay him what he deserved exactly he, he that too to get paid and well the thing is that he what he got paid was around i think seven mil and we could have afforded that no it's not that we couldn't afford it it's that we didn't want to the thing is we you know we wanted to hammer out that extension with lamarcus which we mm-hmm. did that's true we have the Hal Gasol deal and this is where people get angry because we could have used that money on Simmons mm. and I understand that to true. an extent mm-hmm. yeah but we also have a lot of young guys who are cheaper that can give roughly the same and right. when you think about it we replaced Jonathan Simmons with Rudy Gay and Brandon Paul now I'm excited for Brandon Paul because he's he's not super young he, he's been around the I think D- like, G League sorry I think he's like two years <laughs> younger than, uh, than uh, Simmons and he also played in Europe right but he's a better defender, as mm-hmm. Pop said. Yeah. And he's got heart and intensity that, while Simmons definitely had, fits better with our system specifically right. because I remember when we first signed him 
too. I think it was uh, just a camp signing before we actually officially signed him. I remember on RNBA Spurs, one of his friends, or at least from high school, might have been from college, might have still been a mm-hmm. friend, I don't remember c- completely, actually made a post saying, you guys are going to be impressed by this kid. And I definitely was. He's not an offensive juggernaut, but he's exactly what we need him to be, which is mm-hmm. come in, do some you know, do some defense, do good defense, and he's got a jumper. And we need guys who's got jumpers. Specifically a three-point jumper. Exactly. So he could be like a Bruce Bowen light, if you will. Not super lockdown defender, not the best three-point shooter, but good enough at both when you consider he's the third-string guy. And most importantly, he won't, because of the new Zaza rule, he won't be called out for being a thug. Right, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I think he might be the fourth-string guy, because remember, we're going small. True. Um, right. <laughs> Let me think. And then the last big signing that I can think of that is a new guy is Joffrey Laverne. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of him? So, uh, I've seen a lot of people kind of compare him to Boris Dia, which is, um, in terms of passing... Real quick, if I mispronounced his name, I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it is pronounced Joffrey Laverne. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah. Uh, anyways, as I was saying... Uh, I, I've seen some comparisons in terms of passing to Boris, and I've seen and I see some of that. Uh, obviously, it's not a complete one-to-one comparison because they're both two different players, and Joffrey's more of a true center, and Boris is more of a power forward. But from what I've seen, he looks like one of those players that he who's been around the league and hasn't really been able to truly one get the minutes that he really deserves, and two be in a system that can utilize his talents to perfection. And his talents are pretty much exactly what the Spurs look for in big men. Good passing, mm-hmm. uh, willing to uh, take double teams, well, I'd say draw double teams to get it out to the shooters, and most importantly, is able to work in the paint without being too foul prone, which is part of what the problem with Denton was. He was very foul prone. Yeah. Joffrey is not as foul prone as what I've noticed. Sounds to me like a stereotypical Spurs role player. What do you think, bro? Uh, I actually haven't been able to keep up with him too, too much. I've been a little bit out of the loop, so I don't really have too strong of an opinion on him either way. From, from what I can tell, the Thunder fans loved him. They just weren't able to use him properly, uh, give him the minutes they needed because he was, oh, I'm so he was with, you know, he was competing with Adam Zibaka. I think, I think Zibaka yeah. was still on the team at that time. And Bulls fans hate him because... The small times he did have, he didn't play well with them. But they are the Bulls right now, and they're right. not good at all. Yeah, the one thing I'll say, look out for a skyhook. He's got a great one. Oh, yeah. So okay. keep an eye out for that one. It's keep an eye out. You'll fall in love with it when you see it. Okay. So those are the main um, <clears throat> acquisitions we got. We also mentioned the guys who left. Uh, you know, David Lee, I don't think, has been signed yet. No, and I think it's because of how he went down at the end, at, in the mm-hmm. uh, Golden State series. Yeah. He might be one of those guys who a team picks up around the uh, all-star break just before the uh, wave ex- uh, deadline, the trade deadline, right. all those. Around that whole time, he might be one of those guys that they that some team picks up at the last second, kind of like how we picked up uh, Joel Anthony last year. Right, yeah. But other than that, it's possible he played his last season last year. And if that's the case, I can't think of a better way to go out because he looked amazing. He did. The only thing that would have made it better was if he didn't go out in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. that's the only only thing. But, you know, I, I wish him well. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to forget him because he played very well for us no, last yeah, season. He really did. When he was good. Now, um, moving on to the game, since if we're going to talk about the guys who did stay, mm-hmm. um, we got to talk about how we've seen them play. Um, yeah, absolutely. First of all, Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard are injured right now, so they did not play right. this game. Tony, we all know he uh, is shoot ham no uh not hamstring it 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 was his quad, quad, quad 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 that's his, right his quad uh he's still on that he's still rehabbing that it looks like he'll be back December I don't know if it's early or late depends he, on how he well says he, does. he wants to be back by mid to late November pop says it's gonna be more like December mm-hmm. a lot of people are thinking late December early January I'm thinking mid to late December I, I'm thinking early December I, th- I think he's gonna be able to push pop a little bit but pop's gonna push back and that's where they're, they're gonna draw the line and that's why I'm thinking early mid, to mid and that's why I'm thinking mid December because I don't think Tony's gonna be able to push him enough to get to early December Okay, so we're all kind of on agreement on December at least. Yeah, yeah. December's, no. December's around about when he's going to come back. All right, so, you know, good luck, Tony. We're waiting for you. 
And then Kawhi, he's got like a quad strain on the right quad. Tony was the left, I think. Right. Yeah. So it would be the other way around, but I know whichever one went, one guy had, the other guy had the other thing. <laughs> and Kawhi's apparently, I think Sports Illustrated did an interview with one of the doctors that do these things. Right. Um, it's not that bad. It's one of those things that you have to just rest. You, you just don't play. You ice it and you elevate it. And it will heal on its own, which I think they've been doing for a while. Yes. So it probably won't be too much longer till we see him. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll only be maximum two weeks. If it's longer, then it's longer, but I think he'll be back. In yeah, we'll get him back weeks. soon. And I honestly think this is actually a good thing for us. Blessing in disguise, no doubt. It allows us to really play <laughs> a lot of players that might not get the minutes that they normally would. And allows us to focus in on... LaMarcus and mm-hmm. guys like Danny Green and Kyle Anderson Absolutely. to really step their game up with that extra opportunity so that when Kawhi comes around, we're so much stronger. Right. Yeah. And we definitely saw at least a glimpse of that this game. No doubt. So uh-huh. it was... But let, let's just cut straight to the big thing coming out of this game, which is, of course, LaMarcus Aldridge, because as we kind of vaguely hinted before... Um, we went ahead and did a extension, and it was one of those situations where it wasn't clear what we were doing it for, if it was for trade bait, or if it was because we really believe in him, but it's very clear after seeing this, this game which which way we're leaning. Right. Now, the game was the Spurs and the T-Wolves, or as I think the Starters guy is calling them, the T-Pups. Everyone's calling them the T-Pups. They're the T-Pups. I don't know I'm where sorry. the nickname started, but everyone's calling them the T-Pups, and we're calling them the T-Pups. Um, and it's because they still have yet, even though they look like a genuine playoff team, they still have yet to make it. Well, and on top of that, they only, also make those mistakes. Well, it's the first game, and they a lot, a lot of, they've had a lot of turnover, turnover to try to make them better, and on paper... Mm-hmm. It looks like it'll work out, but it is an adjustment. It, it takes time. I mean, I mean, just even look at last year with the Warriors, of all people, just getting cratered. Yeah, that's the thing. It's game one at 82. Game one's important because it's a lot of game ones show you what the team's core strategy is. But at the same time, game one is not how you decide who's going to win who. I don't think too many people discount game one. Like last year, everyone's like, the Spurs aren't going to win. And when people are, when we when anyone brings up we beat them in game one, everyone goes, Yeah, but that was game one. And yes, you need It's to, like which one is it? Either oh they're not gonna win, it's game one, or eh, it doesn't count. Game one doesn't count. Exactly. You can't have it both ways. Exactly. So the big thing is that yes, game one isn't super important, but like any game, it's still a factor. Game one it shows you what the core strategy is and shows you in any you know, sometimes teams don't connect. So if they have any issues backstage, back you know behind the curtain in the right. locker room, you do see kind of that kind of, that kind of thing in game one, and you see who's more unified from the start of the season. Cause exactly, it exposes that. Exactly, because theoretically, when you're more unified at the start of the season, season you stay unified through the end. Theoretically, right. theoretically, obviously. So I'm not saying game ones are be all end alls, but don't discount them completely either. Now, talking about this game one, Lamarcus did great. Yeah, the only he, yeah he had like twenty five points, ten rebounds, uh, uh, four assists, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a really good stat line. The only thing that I saw that w- could have been improved was efficiency. He took yeah. a lot of shots. He did. And missed a lot, but again, it's game one, so game one, he can he he can work coming it off of a really rough season. Yeah, and on top of that, you know, he finally. It's shocking to me that he waited this long to use the open door policy. Yeah, I mean, but. not really because Pop has this reputation of being in charge. Everyone knows it. Right. And unless you're a you know, huge Spurs fan or you're a member of the Spurs, you think, well, it's Pop's way or the highway. And yes, that's true. But if you're a Spurs fan for a long time, even if only going as far back as 10 years ago, right? you'd know that even though it's Pop's way or the highway, he's willing to compromise. I think a lot of people are like, well, because he mentioned how he needed more touches and how mm-hmm. he just couldn't change his style of gameplay. And some people were taking that as a negative because it's like, well, well you got to take some responsibility here. And that's some of it. Mm-hmm. We have to keep in mind, Pop tried to change Manu too. Mm-hmm. Right. That didn't work out too well. They didn't really start melding until Pop had that conversation with Manu 
and Manu had to explain, this is what I do. And once Pop understood that, he was able to use him effectively. Right, yeah. And I think the same thing's happening here with Lamarcus. I agree. Lamarcus had that conversation where it's like, Pop, I get what you're, what you're trying to do, but this is me. This is who I am. Right. And Pop understood that and realized if we're going to use you effectively, like we use Manu effectively. Right, we, we're going to have to feed you the ball. We're going to have to make sure we play through you every once in a while. We can't just rely on playing through Kawhi because if we only rely on playing through Kawhi, we're going to end up in the same situation that we just did this past season. And this isn't baseless speculation either. Pop has literally gone on record saying he tried to change LaMarcus and that didn't work. Right. Yeah, he said he took, and I quote, 98.75% of the blame. So that's the thing. It's not, yes, some of it is on LaMarcus. Yes, he's got mm-hmm. a, uh, I won't say an ego problem. It's an attitude problem, but not in that super negative sense where he's locker room cancer. I mean, no. he's very much a, uh, what's the term? Like an emotional player, a yes. momentum-based player. If exactly. he's feeling good, he'll play amazing. But if you don't give him the opportunity to get that momentum going, he's not going to get not a shot. Not just that, but if he's not in a good place from a personal standpoint, that re- that's reflected in his game. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of why, because you had that perfect storm this past season of his heart issues. He's not getting the touches. Exactly. The, mm-hmm. you know, the, the honeymoon period is over, and now, well, you know, Tim Duncan's gone. I'm playing yep. a lot more center because ev- the league's going small. I'm and not used to this. I'm stuck with this. There's nothing that can be done yeah. about that. Like you mentioned, the heart issue. Mm-hmm. You know, all, so many things, because the heart issue kept him from working out. Exactly. And as you know more than better than anyone, when you're not able to work out and you're used to working out, it makes you feel bad. It absolutely messes with your psyche and it messes with you physically because you're not putting in the effort, you're not putting in the time. Even if you're still in a really good spot you're physically, you're not even getting those those endorphins, those exactly those. Men, those biological things that you get from and when, that routine and when you're used to that routine you almost rely on it it is your morning coffee it is critical that you get that time in right and so i think some people and you combine all that with the fan backlash being really oh, yeah. hard on him and we all know that lamarcus more than any other spur pays plays pays a lot of attention to social media and i know we're not used to that but we also have to keep in mind that that's society yeah Mm-hmm. I don't want to get political, but just you know, look at the president of the United States. Look at just society as a whole. We care about social media. We care about what other people think about us nowadays. Social media was a mistake. It's nothing but trash. KD. So because yeah, Kevin Durant too. Oh man. So that's oh, just geez. the generation we're in. So you can't fault him for doing that when we as society, as America, as you know, the as first a, world. Don't just say as America. No, no, as, as, as the world. first world, as internet using people. Yeah. We care more about what random people who are anonymous on the internet have to say than we realize. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of why he had to close down his accounts when he did last season, and he was still doing doing rough. Right. And Which the, is weird the, because the season before, it worked. Yeah, and I, that's why I'm saying, it, like you said, it was just that perfect storm. And I think there's no better example, for, example of how that's changed but by looking at the preseason and how he played this game, he looked like a new Lamarcus. He looked great. He looked into it. He gave his all. He had that chase down block. Even though another guy picked it up and scored, that's not on him. Mm-mm. He did what he could do. Yeah, exactly. someone, someone probably should have tried to uh, box him out. The point is he was never playing lazy. I know some people <laughs> mm-hmm. were like, but what about that fourth quarter? I'm like, I understand that, but you also have to keep in mind he got more minutes than he's used to. Yep. This is game one. You still have to get into that. Yeah, rhythm. didn't he play like 40 minutes? Let me double check. I've got the box score right here. Like, he played because it was a 34. Lot. No, hold on. He played 38 minutes. Yeah, pretty mm. much 40 Basically minutes. Basically 40. He played 38 minutes and 48 seconds. And, and it's important to remember that LaMarcus traditionally is on a much stricter minutes restriction than that under the Spurs system. And we're on year three now. Yeah, not to mention that's mostly because of his heart too. Exactly. You don't want to risk aggravating that heart condition. Yeah. So because of that, no wonder he wasn't playing super as well at the beginning of that fourth quarter because he needed he, he needed to get his breath back under him. Yeah. It's like like I said, it's game one. Yeah, he had the preseason. You know, anyone who's seen any sport starts from the preseason. They start really bad at the preseason. Right. And the season starts earlier this season than it That's usually does. That's the big uh-huh. thing. We cut down, the league cut down preseason games. Yeah. So you're going to see a little bit of this from all teams, not just LaMarcus. Yeah. 
that's something people have to keep in mind. So, yeah, we're, we're very much LaMarcus Aldridge apologists. But if he starts rearing last year's ugly head into the whole thing. Oh, yeah, no, we're going to be. You'll hear from us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So moving on, let's see. DeJounte Murray. I want to give him a nickname. I want to call him an, the Oracle because when I look at him, I see the future. DJ? Everyone sees the future in DeJounte Murray. You can't go to a single game thread from any community without someone posting that Squidward picture. Future. You know, it's just, I, I love the guy. So he's, the future is derp tattoos. Dude, he's 21. I know, but you, you can't, I can't not see it. I can't not focus on it, man, okay? It's right there. Hey, at least I can't help it. At least, it's, at least it's not a Chinese symbol that's Jewish that he doesn't actually know what it means. I mean, you're not wrong. Shots fired. Anyways, no. Jokes aside, I actually am very happy with, with DJ's performance as no, well. No doubt. He is amazing. It's hard to believe that he is only one year younger than us. I know. Seriously. I, I cannot wait to see what else he's got in store because... Every time he gets on the court, he's raw. He makes a ton of mistakes. He had like so many. How many turnovers did he have? I think it was like five or six. He had. Oh, my box score is not telling me. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, like later. that's the one thing that he needs to learn yeah. to uh, control. But again, he is a soft a sophomore. Sophomore, the, the beginning of the season, it's gonna take him some time to get there. I guarantee you, we come back midway through the season, he's going to be a completely different player in a good way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a yeah, lot Murray of, had two turnovers. Well, only two. Only two? It felt like huh. more. Yeah, no, it was an improvement. We're used it's to just turning where over. he turned it over was really exactly. bad. Exactly. Gotcha. And that's the hard part. And that only comes with time. The big thing is, our guys were getting a lot of stuffs, especially the, the big two that we're talking about right now, LaMarcus and Deej. Yeah, but what's great about DeJounte is he's got that bank shot. Every time I see it, I'm like, there's no way it's going in, and yet it keeps going in. Yeah. It's so good. He's got confidence. He knows that he's in a spot where he can learn and grow, and he's just taking it all in. He doesn't have an ego, and more importantly than anything else, he has brownie points with Greg Popovich. Did you see that interview where Pop was, you know, not interview, it was the, one of the ESPN wires. Yeah, 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 where you Pop's doing his coach thing, and he's talking about getting rebounds, and DeJounte Murray said guards got to help too. And people were like, why he say that? And someone pointed out, because the previous play, he was just standing there when he could have gone for a rebound. That was him saying, yeah, I screwed up. Yeah. That was him owning up that he needed to do more because he could have been doing more. Yep. That is great. He is seriously going to be our point guard of the future, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, and he both for sure up in the in the off season. Yeah, man. no, like, he definitely last year, is. Last year he looked like a twig. He was a twig. This year he, he has some twig. muscle. Like he's yeah. not like jacked, but he no, has but muscle. He's getting there. You can see it. Yeah, and it, I mean, granted, he's never gonna have the glorious admiral guns, but, that, but that's then again, who who will? That, yeah, whoever could. David Robinson was a specimen, man. No. Speaking of improvements, it wasn't just LaMarcus and DeJounte Murray. No. Danny Green has a ground game now. We no longer yes. have to be afraid of him dribbling. <laughs> it's, it's true, true. though. That's it really is true. That's the best, the best improvement on our team that we could possibly have. We saw a little of this during the Houston Rockets game, game, game five, mm -hmm. when he got that sweet and one off of James Harden. So clutch. And I think he doesn't get a lot of the credit for keeping us in that game that he should get because mm -hmm. everyone's, like, so crazy about Manu. And I love Manu, and that block is the greatest block in the history of our franchise. Don't let anyone forget it. But. Like I, yeah, that's hyperbole. I don't care. It's Manu. But, I don't think that's hyperbole. But I think he and Danny need to have equal share in that game. And now because Manu is – always like one year away from retiring this right. could be the season we want to give him all the props we can no doubt about that he deserves every prop we get mm -hmm. but we shouldn't let all the props we give him take away from the props from guys like danny green or kyle anderson or other other role players that play similar positions that are doing just as much exactly mm -hmm. oh yeah like the thing about danny is that he was doing so well with his um mid-range jumpers and his dribble game I didn't even realize he had hit four three-pointers. Yeah, no. Again, like, that's the thing about Danny is that he he sneaks him in there. Well, the thing is that, like, in the past— like He only hit three. Yeah, in, 
he only okay, but still, he hit three. The thing is that in the past, he if he hit three, we would have been going nuts. Oh my goodness, Danny hit three. I didn't even realize. But here's, he hit here's three. the thing, though, because he, he had 17 points. Yeah. The thing is that, and and there's still room for improvement quite a bit as the season goes on. Game one, he's still suffering from the eternal problem. He's always going to have those icy hot moments. Yeah, but now we don't need to worry about him going exactly. ice cold because if he's not getting it from the three, he can get it from jumpers, fadeaways, exactly uh, layups, drives. He can drive now, cutting, yeah, cutting in traffic. People don't understand having this added to his game makes him so much more important to our team because now we can keep him on and keep his defense even when he's not going super great on right. three because no longer is he a super net negative. No longer can people uh, what's the term, sleep on him. No longer can they just like, okay, he's, he's not doing well, so I don't need to guard him. Now right. you have to guard him because if you don't guard him, even if he's not doing well, he three, will get it. He'll drive past you, and next thing you know, he's making layups, and he's got 17 points. Exactly. Danny Green. Oh, and also, he, he was, our I think, our assist leader this game. No, not assist leader. No, no. Pau was the assist no. leader before. Pau was the assist leader. He was the assist leader in the in the. No, that was last, the previous yeah, preseason It was the Rockets preseason game. He we had, had seven or eight. It was eight. Eight assists in the Rockets game last preseason. So he's doing something right. I think a lot of that was also because he was doing a in and out game with Lamarcus. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. plays designed for that kind of stuff. Those help a lot. But, you know, we are starting to see like a weird hybrid of beautiful game and post play. Yes, and I isolation love it. basketball. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is that that's really the direction that we need to be going if we want to even have a remote chance at taking on Golden State. Yeah, and I think a big reason why we're able to do this because we talked about him earlier, Rudy Gay. Absolutely, everyone brings this up. He did that hammer play as good as Boris Diaw used to. Oh, oh yeah. no doubt. And this is just game one. This is his first time, his first season with us. He's bought in. He's playing well. He had. 14 points. Mm-hmm. He had like three dunks. And remember, he's coming off an Achilles injury. That's what was really crazy. And that's where it's like, okay, there's two things we have to look at this. On one hand, it's incredible that he's pulling this off. And it's it's really a cool thing to see as a Spurs fan. And it's good news because it really does show that, yeah, there's no doubt. If he continues this level of play, that he is the 100% budget steal of the offseason. But you also have to, you know, bring it up. Where are we going to be midway through the season? How How is his body going to handle the wear and tear? Right. And the other thing people brought up is he's not as fast as he used to be. No. And, of course, that also brings up the what if. Like, what if he didn't have that Achilles injury? How good would we be then? Of course, we might not have been able to sign him if he didn't have that. Well, the other thing is that also look at, this, at, at the tempo of the team. You can be super fast. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to work in the Spurs because of the nature of the way that we play. You know, I saw someone, I think, uh, posted it on posted this on OMBA, but someone, I didn't read it, but there was a thread title called Is the Super, is the, uh, super Fast Frantic Playstyle of Modern NBA Causing All the Injuries? Because a lot of people have been injured, and we'll get to that yeah. later. I don't know what the consensus of that was because I didn't read it, but I saw that, and that may and because of what you said we don't need necessarily to play that fast that might actually be to his benefit that he's playing slow yeah because it's kind of similar to a lot of the things that happened uh last year around wait no not last year the year before last year right in pro wrestling uh, around mania season so many injuries were happening and that was when wwe had that adopted that indie style which is very fast right. high spot high octane and it kind of parallels this new fast paced pace and space you know, three-pointer jump shot era NBA, that we yeah. are in the NBA right now. Yeah, because you're going so fast, you just start to get a little reckless. I mean, the Zaza rule happened, Yeah, and a lot of calls happened this game that wouldn't have been called if it weren't for well, that. It, it was only three calls, but, no, it but did still, like that, that is a lot more three than what calls, you normally see. I was going to say three calls for a game for that kind of thing <laughs> is way more than you would, would have seen last year. Last year, Absolutely. you might have gotten one. Yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, I don't think, was this... I, I haven't been able to keep up with uh, a lot of the other games. Did you see if there was a exorbitant amount in their other games I, in terms of this week? I don't know about the fouls because I haven't really been paying attention too much to them. The problem is there's been so many injuries. Yeah, Not right. just counting. We got lucky that our game didn't get an injury because you had Gordon Hayward with that vicious 
ankle, right. bri- tibia right. break. No, no, it, it was a dislocated ankle and broken uh, tibia. tibia. Yeah. yeah. It, which they said was as clean as it possibly could have been. So broken the if right. there is any best way possible, prayer is out to him. Who knows what's going to happen to his season? His season's over. Yeah. It's over. And then Jeremy Lin's season is over. Because of a knee issue. Jeez. Poor then, guy. Prayer was out to him as well. Then one of the guys on the Bulls got a broken jaw. Although well, that, that was one was because of a fight. <laughs> but the point is, and then Draymond Green injured his knee. Yeah, right. He, his MOI came back negative, which in medical terms means positive. Well, negative means good, which means that he will be back soon-ish. Right. Yeah, so it means, wasn't bad. Yeah, but he'll probably be out for a couple of games it, just for I'm rest thinking and just precautions. One. I'm thinking just mm-hmm. one. Maybe I, I'm. I'm. I'd say they would be wise to. Kura comes from the Popovich school of mm-hmm. wrestling, so yeah. he'll probably keep him out for a couple more games. That's true. Yeah. Because if you look at the schedule, I don't know how bad their schedule is. There's got to be at least one game where they can say we don't need you here. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because they played the Celtics right off the bat. Not the Celtics. The Rockets, Rockets right off the bat. Celtics a, played the Cavs. A huge playoff contender. So because of that, they're going to want to give them an easier game. Absolutely. That's just how just I, scheduling. I assume that's how scheduling it works. would go. Yeah. So you got Draymond Green with that. That's three, four players. Where oh, yeah, mentioned. and Chris Paul hurt himself yeah, in that Chris, game too. Yeah. Like it wasn't Wait, enough. what? Yeah, it wasn't enough to um, get him out of the game, but he did, you know, bend himself up enough to have him be sore. He played limited gotcha. minutes because okay. of it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, we, we've got an injury epidemic on our hands already, and it's only been game one. Yeah. And people are afraid that's going to keep going. And oh, this is why we're glad that Kawhi is not playing right now. And yeah. not only that, because we had Kawhi and Tony out already, <laughs> you know, it's like, what's happening to the league? But, yeah, so that's that. Um, anything else about the game you want to talk about? I feel bad for the T-Pups because they, they've yeah. got a good group of guys. I, no, it's just that there's – Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, there was – no, there were some really good plays from, from the from the T-Pups, and they did a really good job in, in you know, forcing their way through, getting us while we were down. Getting um, it back up you know, to – Cat uh, is just so good. Carl Anthony Towns his is just defense such a needs good work, offensive though. player. His defense needs work though because there was one there was one play where uh where he was guarding uh Lamarcus and uh, yeah he that did, was pretty and rough he, and yeah and and I think he didn't go for like weak side and that pretty much gave Lamarcus a free bucket. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, someone on uh someone said I can't remember where I read this, but I think I read that. Jimmy Butler actually chewed him out for it because <laughs> because the thing is Jimmy Butler is. Uh, top right. defenders. See, right. that, that play was so bad. Literally, they, they passed the ball to Marcus, and as he's spinning around on his pivot for it, he's like, looks so lost, and you just, you're just thinking to yourself, this is going to turn out so bad. And then Cat goes away from Marcus. <laughs> he's completely open, and literally, for a split second, you can see him go, what? Okay. Oh, that's one right. Step, one step jump, and he lays it in, and I don't know... Did, didn't they even cut to him? They might have. All I know is that that was not the only time that happened. No. Not necessarily on LaMarcus and with Cat, but the whole T yeah, no. rolls. Like, yeah. there was play after play where it'd just be like small mistake here, small mistake there. But as you make those small mistakes, they add up very quickly, yeah. especially when you're dealing with a team like the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. and it's not to say we didn't have our mistakes. Oh, no, either. we There did. was that we weird stretch where we turned the ball over, and then they turned the ball over, and then we turned oh, the ball over. That was, like rem- that was rough. That was like reminiscent of one of... Uh, I can't remember what game it was, but there was this one game last year. It was like the Suns and the Hawks, I think. I think yeah, so, it was yeah. bad. It was like reminiscent of that. It was some pretty bad basketball. The one where, where they moment. turned it over like four times <laughs> and missed three buckets. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I will say the one thing that I really want to bring up, Kyle Anderson. He was one rebound away from a double-double. Yeah. Slow-mo he, is hey, my second favorite hey. spur. I, I have three favorite spurs in terms of people I actually got to see play. My third favorite, Kyle Anderson. Second favorite is Danny Green. And my favorite, who actually has my favorite of all time, not including star players because it's not fair to choose the star player as your favorite. Mm -hmm. Everyone chooses the star player. Sean Elliott. Mm. I love Sean Elliott. Interesting. Most of that is because of NBA courtside on N64. (laughs) Sean Elliott with the assist. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But no, I love Kyle Anderson. I've been a firm believer of him since I saw him start playing for us. I always knew he had this 
great potential in him. He's just always been very timid and not mm-hmm. confident. I don't know what they did this offseason, but he has gained confidence. He is playing with that, you know, knowing that he plays with the skills, believing he has the skills that we all knew he had. The thing is that he's doing everything. He's rebounding, he's passing, he's making shots. He's just doing all he's doing all the little things right. And as we've stated, if all the little things that you do won't add up, same goes for all the little things you do right. He Those had a great add game. up. Five of nine field goals. One of one three point. One of two free throws. Nine defensive rebounds. One assist. One block. 12 points. Wait, so all of his rebounds were defensive? Yes. All of them were defensive that's rebounds. That's really, that's wow. Because he defensive was, rebounding is the hardest thing. Absolutely. He was literally one rebound away from a double-double. Don, we haven't, had a re- we haven't had a rebounder that aggressive on defensive rebounding since Dennis Rodman. No, but I think the big the big thing is that one of one three-point. Yeah. When he took that three-point shot, he would never have taken that last season. No, absolutely and not. So many people were annoyed because he'd be so open for the three-point shot. I actually thought and he was going to pass it. I'm we all thought lie. because yeah. that's what we always see from him. We always see him pass it out or dribble. or no, He took it, and it, and it went, went in. in. It was that's smooth. all that matters. And he did do it this game. It was last game against the Rockets, but he's got these beautiful pump fakes. Same mm-hmm. thing uh, Joffrey oh, did yeah. them as well, where he'll pump fake a couple of times, and then he'll actually go, and it's like the defenders don't know what to do. And they just give him an aid one. It's great. It's <laughs> so, so good. And something only a player like him he can do because of the speed he runs at. Yeah, he's slow-mo, but that works so well. Well, Boris Dior was slow, and he worked out for us great. Exactly, because when you have that slower <laughs> pace, and it's not necessarily that he's that slow, but he's so long and lanky, so he right. looks slower. So because of that, the defenders get confused about what he's doing because it looks so slow, but you can't stop it because exactly. he's so long. Uh-huh. It's... Dude, him starting is great because then we get the we got a preview of what could possibly mm-hmm. be the death lineup, mm. which is Dejounte Murray, Danny Green, Rudy Gay, Lamarcus Aldridge, and we had Colin Anderson for what would have been Kawhi Leonard. Right, and that was the lineup we did when uh, it was a two point game in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and it immediately turned around. Turned around, like. Like that. And that was with Kyle Anderson in there. Imagine if we have Kawhi. And imagine if we had playoff Tony Parker. Yeah. Yeah, Tony's not as, as good of a defender. But if he's playoff Tony, that offense goes so right. much that up. That ball distribution. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt that ball distribution is going to be a major facet of our gameplay this year. Which is why I feel I really hope Tony comes back better than ever. Well, relative, mm. relatively speaking, he's not going to be no, he's not 2007 no. Tony anymore, but we don't need 07 Tony. We just want last year's playoff Tony. Yeah. yeah. Or a 2014 Tony. Either you know, or. A, a realistic Tony. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think we can get that because we already have seen Rudy Gay defy the odds and do amazing, relatively speaking. Of course, this is just game one. Don't overreact. Yeah, but, but if he can do that stuff this game, let's see what he can do. But Rudy was scoring like 14 points in almost every preseason game that he played. Granted, I only think he played two, but still, the consistency goes a long way. No doubt, no doubt. And honestly, with the dunks <laughs> he's been getting, his first point was, was off a fast break dunk. Yeah, because like Monty threw it to him on a, off a nice bounce pass. He just jumped mm-hmm. up. It was yeah. Dunks beautiful. aren't the be all end all, but when it comes to athleticism and coming off of the injury that he did, and Achilles, yeah, seeing yeah. a dunk does very well it for really confidence, does. not just for us, but probably also for him. Yeah. yeah, every dunk he makes, he believes I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make that comeback story that I promised I'm gonna make. Yeah, and I honestly believe that he he believes he's gonna do it, and I believe he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So the game ended 9-9-107. Spurs win. The T-Wolves looked, say it with me now, spooky. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, they did. I honestly think that with, with some fine-tuning, by the end of the season, they could be a legitimate sixth seed. I think, I think that's yeah. proper because, you know, sixth you still got right. the Thunder, you got the Rockets. Yeah, right. Um, Denver is going to probably be in there. Yeah, they'll, they'll be. They'll but be. Who do you think is going to be above them then? Because obviously, it's going to. Obviously, the top four at this current moment is going to be Warriors, Spurs, Rockets, Thunder. In any, any particular order. any order. Most although, of, although I won't the, say it's going to be one. I probably. I doubt they will be two. The only way they could be two is if someone gets injured yeah. at a critical stretch. 
Or if for some unknown reason the Spurs just lose less games than right, they unless do. another team catches fire, they're Which, probably going to be one. Yeah, yeah. Again, unlikely because as we all know, Pop throws games. Yeah, and the, the big reason why they were most likely to be run, not necessarily because they're a better team than any of the ones below them, although they kind of are at least on stats, but because there's a huge chunk of the league league that's so bad. Yeah, yeah. the Suns, the Mavs. Sorry, I love... We love you, Dirk. Yes, I love you, Dirk. Um, you know, the Suns, the Mavs, the Bulls, the Nets, the Magic. Yeah, you know, no. The, like magic, the, the, magic, the Magic could be in the East playoffs. Because so, yeah. remember, the East is weak for now. East. Yes, it's the East, but still the Magic are better than they the point were is, last all the teams yeah. I'm mentioning, they're not going to beat the Warriors. No. And no. the thing and about it... I'm going with the, the thing about it on top of that is that you know, again, we're looking at team, a dominant, dominant, dominant West again. I was going to say, the only team it's gonna be more that's dominant in than that, the only team that's in that level that's going to beat the Warriors is the Lakers because they always get one win on them. <laughs> it's so true. We don't know how. It, it's just Jack Spirit bombs the team for one night only. Can't wait for Lonzo Ball to, to, to so the proclaimed MVP. Kyle Kuzma, yo. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> that He's the big thing over there right now. But seriously, like, so it's it's not it's not unreasonable to immediately assume they'll be fourth first seed. Sorry, Portland's fourth seed. Why? <laughs> I don't know, just because they are. But why is Portland fourth seed? Anyways, so it's not unreasonable to believe that the Warriors will be first seed. It's two through four that you can have an argument for. Obviously, we're huge Spurs fans, so we're going to assume Spurs get second seed until proven otherwise. Which yep. is a safe thing to always make. But honestly, even safe if we f- get fourth, I think we have good chances. I almost kind of want to get fourth so that we're we have a higher chance of being healthy when we face the Warriors. Yeah, because I don't fear the Warriors as much as other people do. No, and the other thing is that the strategies are going to start coming out. That's the thing a lot of people are making a very, very, <laughs> very, very early assessment that they really should be paying attention to. We have already seen their game for two or three seasons to analyze. If they're going to be beaten during this crazy run of theirs, it's going to be this season. I I would agree with the exception of I think in a couple years from now when everyone's on their last contract, last year's their contracts, or at least around that time. Because that's often when those contract seasons come up. That's often when super teams like this start to fall apart. Right, yeah. but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if anyone's going to beat this super team while they're a super team, if there's going to be some Jordan rules, this is the season that's going to be in. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Like, that's the critical thing. Because we've now had enough time to be able to see what the Golden State way of, of playing is. We, in theory, should be able to see their weaknesses and figure out how to counter their small ball movement. A lot of people say they don't have weakness, a weakness, but... No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Kerr's already admitted. No, there no, are some no, glaring no. Yeah. flaws in yeah, the game. Yeah, because Kerr's not stupid. I'm saying a lot of people, and I'm talking mainly about fans and the media, media. They, they they don't think that the Warriors have weakness. I do think they do have weakness, and that would be, quite frankly, even though their bench has gotten better, it's still... Their, their team is still so top-heavy. Because I'm sorry. They, they, all right, so they lost to the Rockets. By one point, and if Kevin Durant had been a little bit faster, they probably would have won. But the thing is that they lost to Rockets by one point, and their leading scorer was Nick Young. That's Swaggy P. Now, granted, he was going off and saying he had like, tw- what, 27 points? Mm-hmm. 20 points was from the first quarter alone. Yeah, so, but the thing is that... Good run. Swaggy P doesn't do that consistently. He He's no. one of those... All right. You're not going to play him for 20 minutes a game he when you is got infamous Steph Curry. For no, exactly. he, he is infamous for doing that shot as a Laker where he threw up the three, turned around, expected to go in, and it didn't. So that tells you everything you need to know about Swaggy P. Exactly. Some, some of that's holding an unfair assumption on him because we're so used to that. It's kind of like with JaVale McGee and Shaq in the full. To be fair, JaVale McGee. He's a good role player center. But that's all he no, is, and he does make a lot of mistakes. Yes, the point is that some of these guys have a reputation, and even though they've gotten past that, they still have that. Rep- no, look, look at look at Demarcus Cousins and him being a crybaby. That's his reputation. But since he's been at New Orleans, we haven't really heard too much about that. No, no, it's yeah. But I, the thing is, I'm not saying that. But where was he at before? Well, the Kings. Basketball what is, hell, exactly. according to Rudy Gay. Hey, to be fair, they have probably the greatest 
homo announced was because no, they not because they were like the they most do. unbiased to win. Well, yeah, when you consider how how I mean, how do you defend and that organization? Touche. The problem with the Kings is that <laughs> they've got terrible owners and a terrible GM, but for some reason they've got a great. So someone yeah. decided we should hi- they should hire Dave Yeager. Yeah, Yeager. Sorry, I, it's spelled Yoger, but it's Yeager. It's well, Yeager. He's a great coach. Maybe not in terms of like strategy necessarily, although I think he's underrated in that. But in terms of character, yeah. he's a great character coach. If you're trying to build a good culture, you want to use him as your as your foundation. And yep. they they they're rebuilding. They straight up mm-hmm. know we're not going to be. They they saw the super teams and it's like we can't compete with that. So we're just going to start from the bottom and work their way up. Right. Maybe this will be a new leaf for them. So let's see. Is there anything else we want to talk about this game before we move on to the next game? No, I think we pretty much talked about we, everything. I think we talked about everything with this game. Yep. So who's up next? The Bulls. Well, I'm pretty sure unless we just lay a giant goose egg that this can be considered a win by the half. Schedule ha- win? Oh, a win by halftime with garbage time being the entirety of the second half. I so hope we get to see Brandon Paul and Brent Forbes. Oh, I think we I, will. We will. We will. I, I guarantee we will. that we will. The reason I say that is because the only reason I'm so confident about this game is because of that fight that has one of their guys mm-hmm. hospitalized. He's good Miritich, now. But, right? Yeah, Miritich was hospitalized. He's good now, but still, he's out. He's not going to play the, for a bit. Yeah, and the other guy has got suspended for eight games. Oh, jeez. He's the guy that not... He broke the guy's jaw, okay? I mean, yeah, no, he deserves it, but let's just, you know... I mean, to be fair, Ooh. they were both both parties were at fault for the scuffle, yeah. but neither know they are because you have two guys out for extended period of time, and your team yeah. is, your team already no, sucks. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's just a rough time to be it's a Bulls fan. Not yeah. to mention, all. Miritich was the guy they traded for, wasn't he? I think so. I swear he's a oh, newcomer geez. on their team. So because of that, you know, not only is he one of the better players on their team, he is out, and then they got another player out. It doesn't yeah. matter that we don't have Tony. Oh, there's going to be plenty of garbage time. And going back to that, I mean, that this if there's going to be a time in this season where we don't have Kawhi Leonard, I think this is the time for it to be yeah, on the no top doubt. end where we're trying to really feel out the rest of the team, get the dynamics rolling. So that way, once Kawhi's back to normal, we can get him out, get him out there, get the lineups back to where they need to be, and we'll be a better, more cohesive unit. And that's the thing. October to no- through November is probably one of my favorite times in, in the league. Especially as a Spurs fan, because this is when you really see the experimentation. Where Pop yeah. will do ridiculous lineups. At some point, we will see Bryn Forbes, Kyle Anderson, Davis Bertans, and uh, Joffrey. That's, what, four? Yeah. And uh, Rudy Gay as your guy to lead the unit. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Patty or Manu. Just someone else, uh, a veteran, so that they aren't by themselves. We're going to see that lineup probably in, in probably garbage in time. Garbage time in but we're going to see them play, and we're going to be like, what is this lineup? You would never see this on any other team. Right, but because it's pop and because it is trying to figure everything out, you get that, especially in these games that are basically scheduled wins. Exactly. And the, the big thing is we can't let look at the Bulls and say, hey, this is a scheduled win. We can take it easy. No, this is still game two. Yeah, everyone tries their hardest at the beginning of the season because it's the beginning of the season. Exactly, it, you have everything to lose and everything to gain. Yeah, so because of that, yeah, this is probably an easy win. But don't let up. If we don't beat them by twenty points, yeah, that's not too bad. But if we only beat them by like four, that's pretty bad because that's yeah. how close that game would have been. And this should not be a close game. No, it should not. I don't not. care if it was up by 20 until the fourth string goes in. They're the Bulls. Yeah. This isn't like that Magic preseason game where they're the Magic. They could potentially be in the playoffs, at least on the east side. This is the Bulls who many people are expecting to be the worst team in the NBA this year, this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to expect from that game. Um, looks like it will be fun. It will be on Fox Sports Southwest. Obviously, what you're expecting that to be on national TV? No, no. It's so not. It's not even. It would at best be a NBA TV, but that instead goes to uh, Warriors and Grizzlies and Suns Clippers. There you go. So much better games. <laughs> Suns Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be better than the God Stamp we're about to get. I mean, the Clippers are 
They haven't even played yet. That might be their – no, that's their second game because they're playing the they're Lakers. Playing the Lakers right Anyways, now, what time is this game going to be on? This at, game will it's be – It's going to be at 7 o'clock Central time. That is correct. On Saturday. All right. October 21st. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too just to see what's uh, going to happen there, just to really look at our team and see what they're going to do, how, how Pop's going to experiment, who will get minutes – just to really see you know, what some of the opening strategies are, what are we trying out. Um, it will be an entertaining game, unless it's just a complete destruction. Then at least it will be entertaining to laugh at. That's also true. Yep. Um, but I think no matter what, this game we can look forward to the HEB commercials that will be happening. Yes. Because oh, they yeah. always do new commercials at the beginning yes. of the season. They roll them out. They're like, okay, we got a new one. Get ready for it, and it's going to – Sometimes they're hits, sometimes they're misses, but they're always, at least that first time, pretty pretty good. Also, speaking of uh, HEB, we, everyone's kind of like, so when are they going to sponsor the jerseys, right? I know, right? It's probably going to be next season, to be perfectly honest. I don't see the Spurs getting a patch this season. Do you at think this they'll point. ever get a patch? I don't know. I can see them not getting a patch, but everyone knows that if they do, then it's going to be HEB. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's not even up for debate. What if, instead of HEB, they get... Wellerberger, or maybe Valero. I mean, those could work too, but HEB is just so synonymous yeah, so with the well, It's so synonymous that even people who aren't, who don't even live in Texas, watch the HEB sports. Yeah, and, and you also have to look at who's got the money to burn on that patch, and there's really only two options there HEB and Valero. It's going to be one of those two. Wellerberger has money to burn, but I, I don't see them burning it on that patch. Right. Well, since we're talking about freaking hypothetical patches on our jerseys, I think it's time to wrap it up. Uh, this has been the pilot episode of Spurs 82 Plus. You know, comments and feedback is greatly appreciated. This is still very much a work in progress. We're looking forward to this upcoming game and to talking about it and other games coming up in the throughout the season. And uh, just can't wait to see what's going to happen. Go Spurs, go. Guys, any have anything else you want to say? No. Nope. Go Spurs go. Go Spurs go. See you guys later.